Hey, super awesome listeners. This week, we've got a special presentation for you. We're going to give you a little bit of a sample from our new series, The Battle. It sits on its own feed, and this season, Jen Tully and yours truly, Matt Sithome, are going through an 80s movie soundtrack battle. So if you love Jen, if you love listening to me on the main show, you're really going to enjoy this. So this week, we've got a little bit of a sample for you. We're going to take you through both battles in the love song division, okay? So both battles in the love song division. So two episodes coming up here. If you like it, spread the word, leave a great review, subscribe. It's on its own feed. And Jen will be back next week with a brand new episode of What Are You Listening To? Welcome to the battle, part of the Super Awesome Mix Podcast Network. I'm Matt Sidholm, and this season, Jen Tully and I will try to determine the winner of the battle of 80s movie soundtrack songs. We've got 16 songs competing. Every episode, we have one battle, and in episode 15, we will crown a champion. We're going to use three categories to determine our winner every week. The first one, songwriting. How does the song sound? What do we think of the lyrics? Second is critical reception. Did people like this song? Did it win any awards? And then finally, and maybe most importantly, cultural significance. Do people know this song? Do people remember this movie? How does it resonate with people? This week, we move into the love song division. We've got number one seat up where we belong from an officer and a gentleman taking on I Melt With You from Valley Girl. So, Jen, what did you think? Looking at the songwriting of these two classic songs, I think everybody knows these two songs, but where do you think they stood songwriting-wise? Well, this was a tough one. You know, again, we are, we're, we're getting into the heart of hearts here. Like m- my favorite movies and songs in the world live in this space, a lot of them. And so this is a tough one. Um, but I think that if we're starting with songwriting, like we always do, um, these two are pretty evenly matched. We've got, we definitely border a lot, you know, on cheesy a little bit with both songs. Um, <laughs> so I, I think we do have to be, you know, we, we have to call that out. We have to acknowledge that. Um, and I have to say too, one of the things about Up Where We Belong, which we should shout out that this is a second appearance for Jennifer Warnes in our battle. She also showed up um, in the Bill Medley Jennifer Warnes song, Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing. So I think we have to uh, give some props to Jennifer Warnes for being in our battle twice. But I think that in terms of love songs, um, from Up Where We Belong definitely presents like reasonably strong lyrics. I will say, and I'm interested to see if this bothered you at all. Like anybody that's seen an officer and a gentleman knows that it's about, you know, Richard Gere wanting to be a naval aviator, blah, blah, blah. Um, But I definitely felt like the patriotic imagery from the song is a little cheesy, (laughs) right? Like eagles crying on mountains (laughs) high, like... I don't know. I think Lee Greenwood got a writing credit for part of it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Based on that. Yeah. Based on that alone. Um, Yeah. I don't think that ever got me so much. I thought, I I don't know, just the up where we belong, just the Eagle thing just had immediate tie in for me. I didn't think, I thought of it less as a, as a patriotic shout out, but um, yeah, I, again, I, I think you're right. I didn't have a clear winner on this one. I kind of went based on sort of musical sound. I thought both of them had really good lyrics. I felt like musically, um, Up Where We Belong had a little bit more of a classic feel to it, to where it was less, 
it was less dated, I guess, than maybe uh, I Melt With You would be. And I don't mean dated maybe in a bad way, right? But you could probably play these two songs and someone could probably guess when I Melt With You was uh, was written and, and was released versus Up Where We Belong. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think, you know, I think lyrically, again, both songs, you know, do have their issues. I think that Up Where We Belong starts out really strong. You know, you get that beautiful, like Jennifer Warren's amazing voice, like who knows what tomorrow brings in a world few hearts survive. And then it just kind of gets crazy from there. Like, right? <laughs> it says, all we have is here and now, all our lives out there to find. Well, what is it? Do you have here and now or do you have all your life out there to find? Like I, I, I'm, it's all of it. Already. It's all of it. It's when all of you're it. up, when you're up above it, you can see both sides: the past and the future. Maybe is that? Mm, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm spending a whole lot of time <laughs> thinking about this one. I will say, I love the hard and soft of Joe Cocker and Jennifer mm-hmm. Boyne, Jennifer Warren's voices yes. together. That works for me. The piano is beautiful. Um, but then I think you know. When we're talking lyrically and we go to I Melt With You, I feel like this is a unique song, right? Like, I can't think of another love song, especially that's expressed like, I'll melt with you, Mm, right? Like, that's, and then, so I was thinking, oh, that's really unique and clever. And then as I was reading, (laughs) modern English were saying that they wrote this song about a couple making love while an atomic bomb was going (laughs) off. And I'm like, oh, well, that changes the melt with you imagery. Like, now, we have like a red dawn situation on our hands like that's not what i want in a love song so then it sort of skewed it a little bit for me so i don't know yeah and here i had here i had all this like hearts melting together sort of imagery in my head but they were literally talking about our bodies being liquefied (laughs) so that's uh that takes on a whole different meaning. But no, I agree. I love different. I love your use of the word unique there because it really is. It's a very unique love song. Like I said earlier, like Up Where We Belong has a much more classic feel to it. But but yeah, I Melt With You is very unique and, and the lyrics are strong. So I think all in all, I'm going to give the edge to I Melt With You in the songwriting category. I, Slight edge. I am too. But I'm going to give it to Slight him. edge. I am too. Okay. I am too. And I will, I will, uh, yeah, I will. I'll default and, I, and I'll go with <laughs> I melt with you on this one also. Yep. Now, critical reception, this this is a little bit of a knockout punch here, okay? Up Where We Belong <laughs> hit number one in the U.S. and several other countries. It won a Grammy. It won an Oscar. It won a Golden Globe. They they even had a remake done by gospel legends BB and CC Winans, and that version won a Dove Award, which is like the top music award in Christian music. Okay, so even the remake yeah. in a totally different genre ends up winning the top award there. Um, I Melt With You is Modern English's biggest hit, but it climbed all the way to number 76 on the top 100, so never quite broke through. So this one, I mean, there's really not much doubt, right? Like Up Where We Belong wins the critical reception category, right? Yeah, it does. It does. It's hand- This one is a, is a runaway for sure. And, you know, I, the thing I'll say about I Melt With You, and again, I'm not arguing, I think this has to go to Up Where We Belong, is that I do think I Melt With You has more street cred. 
right? Definitely more of like a cult following. Like if you know this song and you know it's from Valley Girl, you're probably a hardcore fan. So I think it's probably cooler to like I Melt With You. But yes, from a critical standpoint and like just a general acceptance of a song, it, it has to go to, to Up Where We Belong. I'm with you. No question. Well, and that provides a nice segue to our last category, which is cultural significance. Okay. Because I, I agree with you there. But I, I think because it is a cooler song, quote unquote, right, than, than Up Where We Belong. So like if you're going to play these two songs for like a younger audience, they're going to gravitate towards I Melt With You versus Up Where We Belong. I wonder, though, how many people associate the song with the movie, right? So I think many people have heard I Melt With You, but it was also part of like a Burger King campaign a couple years ago, right? So I wonder (laughs) if a younger audience is like the song from the Burger King commercial. That was in a movie? Whereas Up Where We Belong, I think it still gets played. But also that's the scene at the end of the movie where Richard Gere comes in and and picks up Deborah Winger and takes her out of the factory, right? Like that's been read. I think Family Guy did that in an episode. I think Sim- the Simpsons might have done it as well. Like you know, like it, it's got a little bit of cultural. Like that, that's a that's a reference point. I feel like in pop culture, it totally is. And I think you know, whenever we think about cultural significance and like, do people know the song? Do people know the movie? Like yes and yes, right? Everyone knows this song. Everyone knows the movie. And I think it's even, you know, it's like urban legend and the stuff of like Hollywood folklore about the movie getting made, you know, about how Deborah Winger and Richard Gere hated each other so much, yet this magical, you know, movie came out of it. So I think that you're right. This song, this is a song that for sure makes the movie. I mean, that ending is one of the greatest ever. We talked a lot about, you know, Baby and Johnny Johnny finally doing their lift in Dirty Dancing. For me, this is like even surpasses that in terms of cultural significance, you know, Richard Gere scooping Deborah Winger up out of her factory job and taking her away. Um, yeah, you just can't argue with that. Um, and Lou Gossett Jr. And won an Oscar for Lou this Gossett movie. Jr. I mean, so it's yeah, he was fantastic. It's a genuinely it's a movie that I would tell people to go watch now. Right. Like I would be like, it's no, true. go mm-hmm. go see this movie. I'm not sure I would go tell people to like go watch Valley Girl. I, I might, I, I would have to, well, it would have to be the right person for me to recommend that. You shut your mouth, <laughs> mouth. Right now. We're going to end this show. I'm driving to Dallas. Like anybody. Yes. You tell everyone to go see Valley Girl. What's wrong with you? Um, yeah. I mean, again, though, you, we go to um, when we're talking about like, critical reception, I think that Valley Girl 2 was also that was marketed as a teen film specifically, you know, so like this movie has reached kind of cult classic status. Um, you know, it's loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, the story of star-crossed lovers, you know. So I think it's it's a little bit more of a struggle. And I think the reigning genre of the day, especially the time frame we're talking about, were these heavy dramas that were, you know, these tortured male characters. And so Valley Girl was just really left of center to that. You know, it was kind of one of the first breakout roles for Nicolas Cage. Um, it was a relatively unknown cast, whereas you had this huge cast in Officer and a Gentleman. So um, I think that definitely Valley Girl and I Melt With You are the underdog. Um, but I, I still think it's a movie worth seeing and telling people to see for sure. 
Um, but in this category, it's a tie for me. This particular category is a tie for me, but I feel like Up Where We Belong kind of slightly edges out, um, but it's primarily because of all the critical the critical acclaim that, that that movie and that song received. So this was a tight one for me because I really do love both of these songs, but I think if I have to declare a winner of this particular uh, bracket, I, I think it's got to be Up Where We Belong. What do you think? I agree. You know, if anybody's familiar with Nicolas Cage's catalog, they know Con Air, where he was a military <laughs> officer and he was declared a deadly weapon. Okay. And uh, he killed he some was. people. Now in this battle, he's on the opposite end of it and he's taking on a military man and I'm, I'm giving the win to Richard Gere and an officer and a gentleman and up where we belong. <laughs> I, I just think there's too many. I think you could play this song for people now and they'll immediately recognize it and they'll recognize the film and there's such a strong association to it. Whereas I Melt With You, I think they'll know the song, but, but there just won't be that tie-in. And so I, that's where I give that's where I give the edge here to Up Where We Belong. So the number one seed is going to advance. So we will uh, have another battle in the love song division next week, okay? Now, Lloyd Dobler took a big swing in the movie Say Anything Within Your Eyes. But Phil Collins named a song against all odds. So which underdog is going to win our hearts? Find out next week on The Battle. Welcome to The Battle, part of the Super Awesome Mix Podcast Network. I'm Matt Sidholm, and this season, Jen Tully and I will try to determine the battle of 80s movie soundtrack songs. 16 songs compete. Every episode will have one battle, and in episode 15, we will crown a champion. We've got three categories to determine our winner every week. Number one is songwriting. How does it sound? How's the song written? Number two, critical reception. Did this win any awards? Uh, how did it chart? And then finally, number three, cultural significance. Do people know this song? Do people remember the movie? How does it resonate today? So this week, we wrap up the love song division. It's number two seed against all odds from the movie of the same name by Phil Collins, taking on In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel from the movie Say Anything. And Jen, we were talking off air. This might have been the closest battle we've had yet. I'm never going to be able to judge this round. I can't. I'm like, these are two, like, this one's so hard. I completely agree. This was definitely the most difficult, uh, difficult one to determine a winner. Yeah. I mean, I went back and forth on this one because I love the Peter Gabriel song, In Your Eyes, like just from a, a song standpoint. But then when I'm revisiting Against All Odds, I'm like, why isn't this song on the radio as often? You know, like, I feel like In Your Eyes so still true. gets a ton of radio plays. Against All Odds, kind of few and far between, but this is, I mean, is it Phil Collins' best song, maybe? It's way up there. I mean, you know, um, coming in the air tonight, what's the, what is that? In the air tonight? In the tonight? air tonight, yeah. Official? yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that might be like his big, big, but this is, I mean, this is way up there. And I think the other interesting thing that we should call out at the top of this for us old schoolers is that this is kind of a Genesis battle, right? Like a lot of people don't yes. know that the band Genesis, <laughs> Peter Gabriel was the original lead singer of Genesis. So you kind of have this going up too, where both 
both of these guys kind of grew up in the same band. And so I think that um, most people associate Genesis as being a Phil Collins band. But those of you that don't know, Peter Gabriel was actually the original lead singer of that band. So um, I think that that might be another reason why this one's so perfectly matched. But I think when we get into, you know, songwriting and we start talking about Against All Odds, I just think it sounds perfect. I think the lyrics are perfect the end. I mean, <laughs> I think it's like, you know, it starts so strong. Like, how can I just let you walk away? And like, it just his longing, like the, the emotion, the despair with which Phil Collins sings this song is like palpable. It's almost like another character in the song, you know? And then you build and build to this end, you know, but to wait for you is all I can do. And that's what I've got to face. I mean, it's just so like, he's so raw. And I think that was one of the first times I remember hearing a song sung by a man, especially that felt so vulnerable. And so like, you know, if this was a female song, it's like Love Fool by the Cardigans, <laughs> right? Like it's that... <laughs> almost like that desperate such a major downgrade jeez uh but you're right no i agree his voice carries this and i'm also glad you mentioned in the air tonight because that's so famous for like the drums kicking in but you get yeah. that same effect in this song right as totally. you get the soft piano and the, the drums kick in and you're right it's the music and his voice that just gives so much emotion to this song and I think that's the part that even though I love it in your eyes, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like from a song standpoint, like the lyrics and the music, and then I think the one that tips the scales for me is just his voice, like just being like, so, yeah, like the, like you said, just the despair and the vulnerability. I don't know. I think that just stands out to me every time I revisit the song. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then, you know, if, as we transition, though, into In Your Eyes, same thing. You get this really, like, beautifully written song that's so poignant. You know, I can see the doorway to a thousand churches. I mean, like, okay. Like, <laughs> anybody who dropped that line on me, I'm like, wh whatever you want to do. Yep. Let's go on a date for sure. Like, I mean, it's, and again, this one too, at the time sounded really different than anything else on the air. It's the first time I really remember hearing, well, maybe in like some early, like Paul Simon, Grace Landy, I can yeah. remember hearing some of that like Afro beat stuff, but this one really, I feel like brought that to the forefront, you know, and, and the African influences, um, Yusu Endure singing and almost chanting at the end, you know, I think that it's just, you, you get something that you hadn't heard on mainstream radio before in this song. So almost like what we were talking about last weekend, um, I Melt With You, like this song gets points for me as well for just sounding unlike other songs on the radio at the time. You're right. Yeah, this is nothing. I mean, the song came out in 1986 and then, you know, got attached to the movie, I think, in 1989. But, right. mm -hmm. you know, at that time, I mean, this sounds nothing like a quote unquote 80s song, right? Like there's not this like yep. heavy synth rhythm or anything like that to it. You know, Peter Gabriel's look was not at all like an 80s kind of thing. So I think it's, yeah, I think there's less of that association, but I think it only adds to the credibility of the song. Like it's just a really good song. One thing I'll note as kind of a downside is the full version is like seven minutes plus long, yeah. right? And that's kind of a longer song. And the last, you know, half of it really, you know, you, you just kind of get the rhythm and the, you know, kind of background singing and, and all that. There's not the, 
you know, this isn't a seven minute song where it's just very lyric heavy throughout, right? It, like the lyrics stop after maybe three minutes at plus. And, and they came out with a shortened version when it got attached to the movie. Like there was sort of a radio edit that, that was probably more popular then. But, um, yeah, I, I would dock it maybe a little bit for, for that just being a, a little maybe too overdone. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind that. And I think, you know, I think I will again, give both songs. I called it out and against all odds. So I feel like it's only fair to call it out in, in, in your eyes as well. I think this all, the song also opens so strong with love. I get so lost sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, like you immediately know what you're in for. You're in for this song. That's going to be um, just somebody really taking a deep dive into what it means to be in love. And so I think that, um, that lyrically, like these two are just, like neck and neck for me. So I think in this particular, you know, category, this is like, at least for lyrics and songwriting, this is a straight up tie for me. I really can't pick, you know, I, I, I agree with you, like sort of slightly edging to in your eyes, but I I think, you know, if you expect me to be able to look at myself in the mirror again, you'll (laughs) let me just call this one a tie. I'm going to let it go. I'm actually going to give, I think Phil Collins' voice gives the edge to against all odds. Okay. I feel like his performance is so strong there that, that I'm giving it uh, to against all odds in this category. Now, our next category, critical reception, this one's a little bit more lopsided. Okay. Against all odds won a Grammy. Uh, it was nominated for an Oscar um, and a Golden Globe. Didn't win. Um, it did hit number one on the charts. In Your Eyes, like we mentioned earlier, was actually released in 1986 and then got kind of a shot in the arm when it was associated with Say Anything in 1989. So originally got up to number 26 on the charts, number one on the mainstream rock charts, and then had a little bit of revival a few years later with got to number 41 on the charts. Um, what's really unique about that is now you see something like that happening with, say, Kate Bush's Running Up That Hill when it got right. the bump from Stranger Things. And the streaming numbers just go through the roof. I think this is a, even more impressive when there's that three years gap, three year gap, and obviously in the late '80s there's no streaming, right? So this is just nice. kind of a people are buying either the full album or or the single, you know, cassette or vinyl, whatever was out at that point. Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's a that's a pretty impressive feat, but but clearly from a critical reception standpoint, people loved against all odds. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, and I think, you know, In Your Eyes also gets a bump when people, however they stumble upon Cameron Crowe, um, you know, whether it's Almost Famous or whether it's Vanilla Sky or whether it's, you know, whatever he is working on in a given moment, I think that um, people then often go back and dig into his catalog. And if you watch Say Anything, then this song becomes an immediate hit for you. And so I think that that's another thing is people often go back and revisit this movie. Um, And I think that for In Your Eyes, like even though from a critical reception standpoint, yes, I think that it has to go to against all odds. I think that it is impressive that In Your Eyes does keep finding some legs um, and people, you know, critics and the general public generally regard it as an amazing song. You know, it did hit number one on the U.S. Billboard mainstream rock tracks in 86, 87 when it first came out. Um, you know, number 26 on the Billboard Hot 100. I, I think that you're right. It, it did get a second life from Say Anything and continues to as people go back and rediscover, you know, the Cameron Crowe catalog. But um, I'm with you. I think Against All Odds has to win in this in this category. 
So you talked about how once people see the movie, they, they have this strong association with the song. So that's a nice segue into the cultural significance category. And, and this is where it gets really tough, right? Because, yeah, I mean, say anything, just the iconic scene with John Cusack holding the boombox, playing the song for Ioni Sky. I mean, you know, everybody knows that scene. And that's one that is referenced a lot in pop culture, right? The holding of the yep. boombox, you know, like, so that's something that's that's kind of timeless and, and has really held strong over the years. And this song is such a such a part of that. Um, meanwhile, Against All Odds, like, I don't even know if I've ever seen that movie. <laughs> okay, don't. This is like, here we go, because I did. I went back before this battle and I'm like, you know what? I need to revisit Against All Odds. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute. And it's a Taylor Hackford film, right? Who also, Taylor Hackford also directed An Officer and a Gentleman, which we spoke about on our last battle. But um, yeah, this movie <laughs> does not hold up. I'm like, it's really, and, and, you know, when we talk about these songs being, tied with the movie and sort of that's what makes them so magical like the song alone is great but the song and the way it's tied to the movie is what elevates it at least for this particular season of the battle um against all odds really this song gets used in like a very strange place it rolls during the end credits when Jeff Bridges and Rachel Ward, these two main characters, sort of realize that they want to be together, but they can't be together because of really ridiculous circumstances. Yeah, I read Um, up on the movie. It's like really overly complex. It sounds like this plot. And then you just have this song associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're like looking at each other like it's just kind of her looking at him and reacting while the song is playing. So there's no, you don't have a giant moment here like John Cusack with the boombox where you just know, like that's the whole movie, right? As soon, if you're watching Say Anything, as soon as that happens, you're like, oh, well, this is it. Like (laughs) this is now my favorite movie and this scene is why. Although I do love that, you know, we often force our dear friend Samer to like go down this 80s (laughs) rabbit hole with us. And he's like, so stalking and consent and things like that, like those weren't around in the eighties. Is that what I'm Wait, like led have, to believe? Have here? we made him watch say anything yet? Have we made him watch that? Well, I think remember like the whole like boombox thing. I think he has a problem yeah. with it. I think he's like, what? You can't just go to somebody's house and like turn on your stereo real loud. Like what? You okay. can't do that. I mean, that's fairly <laughs> innocuous, right? Come on, who's who's getting offended? I mean, I live in Texas. Like you could get shot, and I'm still like, now nah, he could do it I, I wouldn't be he can do it i wouldn't be alarmed um yeah yeah i don't know i think from a cultural significance standpoint this one gets pretty lopsided and i feel like it's in your eyes and say anything and that scene that really tips the scales for me whereas even though people know the song against all odds i i don't know if people have any idea about the movie like i just said i've never seen it and I don't even know if it's streaming anywhere. So it's not even like, well, everybody go to Netflix tonight and check out Jeff Bridges and Against All Odds. It's like, we can't even really throw people to that. Um, yeah. So I, that's yeah. where I think the cultural significance really, really tips to, uh, to, to, uh, I was about to say anything in your eyes. <laughs> 
Yes. I, you know what? You're right. I, I agree. I, again, as hard as this battle was, because from just a straight song standpoint, I feel like I love these songs equally. But if we are speaking of them in terms of the films that they're in and the films that they support, and again, sort of that cultural significance piece, I, I think it has to go to In Your Eyes because Say Anything is definitely the better movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. It was against all odds. Phil Collins said it from the beginning and he couldn't pull it off. Uh, In Your Eyes is going to advance here in the love song division. All right. Uh, So next week we're going to shift gears. Okay. We go to our final bracket. It is the montage bracket. All right. And the top seed is is a fighter from Philadelphia. Okay. Named Rocky Balboa taking on the fourth seed, a small town girl. All right. Trying to make it herself little movie called flash dance all right so come back next week check us out on social media at super awesome mix join in on the arguments and come back next week to check out another battle